Today's scripture reading will be from the book of Matthew, the New Testament, chapter 7, verses 24 through 29. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine, does not act on them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house. And it fell, and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at this teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, and not as their scribes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts... Be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Two men, one mission, the construction of a new home. As with the construction of any home, there are a lot of choices to be made. What's the layout? How many bedrooms? How big will the kitchen be? How many bathrooms and where will they be? Do we go with a green building program? It's good for the environment, Well, but will it meet my needs? What measures should I take to ensure the air quality in the home? I don't want my kids developing asthma. Will I go with vinyl, aluminum, cement, or wood siding, carpet, or hardwood floors? What colors can we agree on to paint the walls? But the two men are faced with the first, and maybe the most, important question. What foundation? Sand or rock? Now this isn't like deciding if the colors of the walls will be winter solstice or sea life. This is the choice that will determine if the house will stand or fall. Now, in VBS this week, I was the storyteller. And there are some things that I like to teach the kids every year. I've been the story, this I think was my third or fourth time being the storyteller. And there are things about the Bible that I want to make sure they go home with knowing. And so I start out with, there are two testaments in the Bible, the Old and the New Testament. And the Old Testament tells us the story of the Israelites and their relationship with God. And the Israelites, there's two other names for Israelites, the Hebrews and the Jews. And so we go through that. And then we talk about the New Testament. And we talk about how the New Testament is the story of the life of Jesus and the birth of the church and how the church spread. And so then we talk about that the, there's four Gospels. And gospel means, what does gospel mean? Good news. That's right. So good news. And the good news is that Jesus is born. And in the Gospels, you find in Matthew and Luke, only Matthew and Luke, the birth story of Jesus. But in all four Gospels, there is one miracle 
that happens in each of the Gospels. And that miracle, and by the way, a miracle is something that we think is not possible, but that God makes possible, that miracle is the resurrection of Jesus. And Jesus told a lot of stories. And he, call, and he told stories that had a meaning, and he used simple things to tell those stories. Those stories we call parables. Today's Bible lesson, today's scripture lesson, is a parable. At the surface, it's a story about building a house on a strong foundation. This parable is at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. Now, some refer to the Sermon on the Mount as the Messiah's inaugural address. It's the longest piece of scripture in which Jesus is teaching that we can find. He's teaching, it lasts through um, several chapters. It occurs at the beginning of his ministry, and it's believed to have lasted several days. So people were sitting there listening for several days. And if you're looking for the Cliff Notes version of how to live a Christian life, you really don't have to, do, to look much further than the Sermon on the Mount. Look at chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. And here's what you'll find. All those instructions that sound familiar... Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You have heard it said in ancient times, you shall not murder. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you'll be liable for judgment. You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Pray in this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. No one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and wealth. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. In everything, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Enter into the through the narrow gate, for the gate is narrow, and the road is hard that leads to eternal life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who can be come to you in sheep's clothing. Any of that sound familiar? It all comes from the Sermon on the Mount. All of these teachings lead up to today's parable. Eugene uh, Peterson's translation of the message retells the story this way. The words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living, they are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like the stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. 
it was apparent that he was living everything he was saying, quite a contrast to their religion teachers. This was the best teaching they had ever heard. Now, the crowd was enthusiastic, that's for sure, and Jesus knew that they had liked what they heard. They enjoyed listening to him. But he also knew that a good sermon today doesn't necessarily translate to a stronger faith tomorrow. Sometimes we get caught up in the moment, the words, we feel good and energized up on the mountain. But when we come down, we leave our lessons, our experiences on the mountain as we settle back into life on the valley. That's why Jesus told this parable. He doesn't want us to just hear. He wants his words and his life to be the source of our strength. He wants these lessons to be our foundation as we build our lives. With this strong foundation, our houses will be unmovable. When the storms come, our house will stay strong because our faith is strong. We are building a life. Some of us will choose to build wisely and some foolishly. The choice is ours. We can choose the house that's built on the sand, the one with the great view that's easy to build, that doesn't require much from us, but it sure looks good. Or we can go with the house on the rock, the one that demands careful time and attention and carving out a solid foundation. It may be as pretty as a house on the sand, but it, will la- it may not be as pretty as the house on the sand, but it will last through all the storms. And that's what really this parable is about. The storms are going to come. We know that. We've seen that. Things will happen that we never expect. Things happen that surprise us and shake us up. A father of two girls dying of a heart attack in a parking lot. A baby born stillborn. A spouse learning she has breast cancer. A job that security is threatened. A diagnosis that seems impossible to overcome. People ask me all the time, how do I pastor people through these times? How do I remain steadfast? A strong foundation, that's simply what it takes. If I didn't know that it wasn't all up to me, if I didn't know that God had my back, that God would give me the words, that God would use me, I couldn't do it. I would fall. And time and again, when I walk with people through the most devastating times of their lives, the ones that stay strong, the ones that find hope in what seems hopeless, strength and what is a time for weakness are those with a strong foundation. Those who have taken God's word and let it guide their lives. They are the wise ones. They didn't turn to faith in order to get a free pass. They didn't think that faith would mean the storms would stay away. They built a foundation that has kept them secure in the midst of the rain and the wind and the storm. In the early 90s, Hurricane Andrew destroyed thousands of homes in South Florida. Yet in an area where the wreckage looked like a war zone, one house remained standing still, firmly anchored in its foundation. When a reporter asked the homeowner why his house hadn't been blown away, he replied, I built this house myself. I also built it according to the Florida State Building Code. When the code uh, called for two by four, six, uh, two by six roof trusses, I used two by six roof trusses. I was told that a house built according to code could withstand a hurricane, and it did. What we build, how we build, 
matters. Every house is tested. The difference isn't in the weather, but in the foundation upon which the house is anchored. And the time to get the foundation in order is now. We can't scramble in the midst of the next crisis, hoping to get things straightened out, hoping to get our lives right with God. The time to build is in the time of the calm, in the middle of the ordinary day, today living. In his book, A Grief Observed, C.S. Lewis chronicles his experience with the biggest storm that his life had ever encountered, the death of his wife. He shared that he experienced loneliness, the likes of which he'd never known. He tried to reason with himself that he'd been happy before he knew his wife and before he was married and that he could once again reclaim that. But then a memory would flash through his mind and the pain would resurge once again. It was in an hour of grief that C.S. Lewis turned to God and used the inner resources that God had been equipping him with for so many years. He wrote, You never know how much you believe anything until its truth or falsehood becomes a matter of life or death to you. I realized that if my house collapsed with this one mighty blow, it was indeed a house of cards. C.S. Lewis's house endured the storm because he built it upon the rock of God's word. Today's parable shows us that God has equipped us with the tools to do and build great things. God will see us through every storm. The key is to have a strong foundation, and we've been given that in Jesus Christ. Life is full of challenges and opportunities, things that at this point we might not even be able to imagine And our faith will be tested. For many of us, it already has been. But in life, we will also have times when God feels so close that we never want the moment to end. Through all these times, with Christ as our foundation, we will stand strong as we are guided by the words of Scripture and the teachings of Christ. So look at yourself. Is your foundation linking? Is your house built on the sand instead of the rock? It's not too late. It's never too late. Christ can and will be our foundation. We just need to give ourselves over to him and reorient our lives to living out his commands. It's my hope that this morning that all of us in the process of building our eternal home make sure that we are building according to code according to the plan laid out by the master architect and our one true foundation, our faith in Jesus Christ and his love and grace that's always available to us all. Amen.